Hey there. The holidays are here, so it's good to know Fred Meyer can save you some time with free pickup on all your fresh favorites. Whether your traditions call for a hearty helping of juicy ham, ample apple pie, or Aunt Sue's legendary twice-stuffed stuffing, Fred Meyer has got you covered. So order for free pickup at fredmeyer.com or the app and get more time to get your holiday on when you grab your groceries curbside. Fred Meyer, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Welcome to the Everyday Mindfulness Show, where we educate and inspire people to live fuller lives through mindful practices. Let's get started with your host, New York Times contributor, leadership advisor, sought-after keynote speaker, the author of the Amazon hot new release, Everyday Mindfulness from Chaos to Calm in a Crazy World. She's smart, strong, sassy, and a trendsetter in the field of mindful leadership. Your host, Holly Duckworth. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Everyday Mindfulness Show where we get to talk to the people on the front lines of this movement for conscious living and conscious business. And it is my great joy to bring to you today a conversation with Richard Taubinger. He is an online marketing expert who focuses on working with conscious entrepreneurs to create breakthrough products, brands, and movements. He's the author of Conscious Marketer and also has a podcast called The Soul of Business. Richard, welcome to the show. Thank you for saying yes. Oh, welcome. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Holly, for inviting me. <laughs> Well, we value your time so much, and so we just want to d dive right in. And, you know, we start every show with the similar question, which is, what does mindfulness mean to you? We, we know that mindfulness and consciousness sometimes overlap, but what does mindfulness mean for you? Um, for me, it means being uh, aware of what's going on in the body and the mind and just being able to hold that observer state and then making conscious choices uh, in alignment what's uh, for the good of yourself and the world. That's, I don't know if that that's the definition of other people's mindfulness, but that's how I see it. <laughs> well, that's what's been so fun, you know, over a hundred episodes now of exploring this topic, seeing how this movement is coming to life. And you've been a forefront leader in this idea of consciousness, conscious business, and certainly launching Conscious Marketer. Why did you get so excited and passionate about this topic? Well, um, I have a background in like financial trading and worked for the corporate world for many years. And in the early 2000s, um, I took a little job at Stanford and was trying to reinvent myself. And uh, I was placing actually a lot of MBA students in the jobs that I just I had just left which is kind of interesting <laughs> um, and I was seeing thousands and thousands of some of the best jobs in the world and a lot of them were I would, socially responsible jobs and um, I almost heard of I heard it's almost like I heard a voice in my head one day that what you care about is inner transformation and inner peace and once I kind of got that, it was like a little download. Once I got that, I was like, I knew that I wanted to dedicate my life to helping um, teachers, authors, uh, and teachers to get, to help people go inward. Uh, not so much in a religious sense, but just to do their own work. Because uh, the outer world will change if the inner world changes. Um, and the vehicle for that, for me, has been business and, and marketing. And I 
started with a few clients and then they never left and then added a few more and they never left and then added a few more and then they left and then were replaced. So my business grew over probably 15 years. And really the idea was my niche was uh, transformational programs, uh, conscious business, um, some in the, the professional field like naturopathy, alternative medicine. And when you look at those fields, uh, you can do internet marketing, but you have to do it a little bit differently because the, you know, the, the consciousness level of the people consuming those products is a lot different than other types of products. No judgment. It's just, it's a completely different uh, field of consciousness that you're wanting to tap into. Uh, and so it has to be done a little bit differently. And so over the years, we've kind of figured out ways to, uh, help more people with products, programs, uh, to get things online. A lot of the, in the initial days, a lot of the, the teachers that we work with, they would be traveling 80, 90% of the times teaching. Um, and then we showed them how to get their stuff online. And then through the years, we've innovated different business models, high-end programs, online summits, um, membership programs, and online programs. So we can kind of do a little bit of everything. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's the good news, and that's where your depth of experience is so key for professionals getting their message out there is the dynamic, not only of the message has changed, but the dynamic of the customer has changed. So share a little bit about your experience about what it means to be in connection with this new conscious customer, I would imagine. Right. That's a good question. Um, well, uh you know, one of the things that is, you know, used to be tracked in different business schools was like the eight, like the, the generations, the different generations of customers. And so the millennials have kind of come in wired to be more conscious and more, um, you know, that they want to help the planet and they want to buy products that, that do good in the world. Not, not all of them, <laughs> but, but a larger percentage, uh, they're already coming in wired. Um, and then I think one of the more interesting things from a marketing perspective is um, different groups of customers and age groups are on different platforms. So the younger generation is on um, more on Instagram. And so if you're doing well on Instagram and you try to go do the same thing on Facebook, you're going to get well, it, you, you have to have some savvy. Uh, I don't say whether you get annihilated or not, but <laughs> you need to have a different strategy. Um, and then the customers on Facebook are a little bit older, generally. You know, they're they're like uh, I'm 46, so you know they're like mid 30s to 50. Like Facebook is what we learned, and that was our first platform. So we there's more of us there. And then the business market, um, there's a lot of people on um, LinkedIn. Um, and a few people have figured out how to use it to market and to get to people, but not many. <laughs> yeah. So well, different customers on different platforms and then how we're communicating with customers on an ongoing basis. Um, I don't think I answered your question though, is how the customer is changing, but you know, the, the customer, the newer customer is already wired. And so they have different uh, habits on how they buy, how they see the world. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I think we all know that. <laughs> Well, you know, it's funny because we live in this world world every day that we, we assume everybody knows it. And then it's it's fun to get out and talk to people about that. I really hadn't thought of it that way. Right. Um, for, for me, there, there's also that interesting place in the world, too, where there's still this, I call it an old paradigm of this division between work life and personal life or consciousness and business. Right. <laughs> so 
sometimes this message can't be, let's just say, sold on a platform like LinkedIn. Right. Except, except LinkedIn has one of the major compassion programs on the planet. Um, and that is actually a pretty conscious organization. Uh, and, um, you know, we, we, we did, we've done a mindful leadership conference. We've done a women's leadership conference. We did a servant leadership conference, uh, which is really interesting with Ken Blanchard. Uh, so, um, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of interesting because America was founded on the premise of separation of church and state. And what people don't talk about is a separation of church and business. <laughs> um, so it's okay to maybe in the old paradigm, uh, it's okay to be nice to your neighbor, uh, whatever your religion or spiritual bias. But when you go into the corporate world, you know, it basically annihilate the competition, you know, mercilessly or, or the, the planet in, in, uh, over profit or whatever. So I think there are multiple bottom lines. There's a couple of trends that are actually helping everything. And, um, I, I make no judgment one way or the other where people are at and what they do. Um, but one of the cool things is as customers get smarter, a, a big a trend in the market is actually more transparency. And um, what's not as obvious is one of the things that will increase transparency is actually um, the uh, like uh, Bitcoin and the, and the ledgers because you'll be able to know uh, through tracking eventually like where your coffee bean comes from the farm and, and you'll be able to track sources. Um, companies will become much more transparent. and won't really be an option. Uh, and then customers will have the full picture versus a company hiding the picture. And so, you know, I, I like to think of companies like Patagonia or publishing companies like uh, Sounds True. And there's a lot of leading companies, uh, somebody like Ken Blanchard's organization and, there are a lot of companies that are doing really well because they're, they have a social component to them, but it's, it's just, it's part of who they are. And the main thing is that they're living their values, whatever their values is. And often those values have a uh, consciousness around them, whether you want to call them spiritual or just the right thing to do, you know? <laughs> so, so uh, yeah. Well, that's you're you're tapping into some of those experiences that I have all the time with the show, which is people say to me, "Well, that's great, but I can't be be religious at work." Or mindfulness is this place where you know religion meets business, and yet there's really not a religious element to it. I love the way that you say that. It's about you know doing what's right in, right in in business, and you listed off um, several great examples of people living their values. You talked about that trend in having a smarter customer. What are other trends you might see coming our way? Well, I like to, um, I like to, cause I do a lot of launches. We do probably 30 online launches a year. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, pr I'm pretty good at, at figuring out where things are going to go. And if there's a problem sorting it out, or if there's an opportunity, um, taking advantage of it. Uh, but I think one of the big changes that social media uh, has brought and business has an opportunity, not just social media, but just in general, is that we're in an age of continuous connection. And I, I was actually going through the airport. Um, I think I was in Seattle maybe a month ago and I, and I bought Harvard Business Review and on the cover was 
the age of continuous connection. And so um, the old uh, sales movies, it used to be um, always be closing was the line ABC. And so you always be selling, always be selling, always be selling. <laughs> but in today's world, really what it is, is you have to be connecting on an ongoing basis. And if you're uh, just connecting with somebody when you want to sell them something, that's not going to work as a company. And so it doesn't matter what industry you're in, whether you're a massage therapist, whether you're a, a, a car manufacturer, whether you're um, whatever, a, a medical facility or sell, you know, it doesn't even matter whether you're information products one of the keys to for both for customers and for companies is to figure this out. Like I, I don't call it so much the customer journey as much as um, how do I want to stay in connection with my customers, uh, both when I'm selling and when I'm not selling uh, so that I actually build some kind of like uh, a relationship and loyalty. And uh I mean, we, we see how companies do that really well. And then we see sometimes how companies can destroy a hundred year history. I'm thinking of Boeing right now with a few bad decisions or a few bad processes where, uh, you know, a few corners are cut and then something happens and, you know, they have to, they're going to have to, it's going to take a while to recover from that, you know? So uh, I'm flying later today. <laughs> And, uh, you know, like as I walk, every, everybody that walks through the airport thinks through that, about that a little bit now, you know, it's like in the psyche. And so they, they've affected how people perceive them forever, you know, and that's, uh, that's the hard thing to recover from if you lose that trust. So. Yeah, I flew this morning. I absolutely know what you're talking about. And it's big brands like that. And it's also smaller brands that uh, need to think consciously about not just the marketing. I, I mean, I know that's the name of your magazine, Conscious Marketer, but it, it, it is a deeper relationship. So we're going to take a quick break. And before we go to break, I just want to invite people into that question. Most of the shows, we, we throw out a question. How will you stay in conscious connection with your customers? We'll be right back. The Everyday Mindfulness Show is brought to you by Leadership Solutions International. Are you hosting an upcoming conference or convention? Or looking for a speaker to provide inspiration and motivation? Would you like your audiences to know what you know as a listener of the Everyday Mindfulness Show? Check out Leadership Solutions International for more on mindful leadership keynote offerings, on-site mindfulness information centers, and trainings. You're listening to the Everyday Mindfulness Show, and we are talking to Richard Taubinger, the author of Conscious Marketer Magazine, learning trends and new things to consider as we go about growing our work in the world. Thanks for being on the show. We've learned so much. Um, tell us a little bit more about maybe things that, uh, products or things that we can consider as we're growing our work in the world. Um, can you be more specific? Uh, do you, uh, yeah. I, I'm really looking into, as I'm, as I'm processing the things you're saying here, this idea of authenticity. What's the connection between the customer experience, your social media marketing approach, and authenticity as we grow forward as conscious companies? Sure. Okay. Um, well, what I would say is that, um, First of all, uh, 
some things have to be done internal. And I think one of the major shifts is that marketing used to be a department. So did sales. And what, uh, what I think one of the big things that companies are realizing uh, or not realizing is that everything they put out there is uh, reflects who and what they are. And so it used to be you could shuffle that off to an agency or to, or to uh, you know, create the great tagline. But really what marketing is, is everything that your company is and the values you stand for. And so that means that, in my opinion, that like C-level executives and leaders really need to see everything that they, everything that touches the customer or touches the market as a piece of marketing. Uh, and that shifts it so that there's a greater responsibility, especially on leadership to show up in the marketing and not to outsource it is what I would say. Uh, and so how that, I think you can start to bucket that down and then you can start to say, well, what, how do we want to show up in the market so that customers know who we really are? <laughs> um, there's a couple uh, things that I would say toward that. One is that, um, you know, the presidential elections are on now. I know this is a perennial podcast, but um, it's interesting to see the different candidates and how they talk. Uh, one of our clients, uh, or Sounds True and Marion Williamson, we did one of her launches. She was the only author on the stage. Um, but I was actually impressed by a few of the others, especially, I won't name names because I don't want to get political, but, um, but it's a use of story. And the use of story is, is becoming more important in business because stories encapsulate what you stand for or what you stand against. Um, generally, when we're advising customers, we're, there's a couple of check marks that you have to have for a customer really to know. Uh, you know the, I guess the old saying is no, no like trust. And so the no is the information. And I think the, one of the biggest mistakes is just to throw information at people. Yet you need to do that. You need to get credible on how your product or service is unique and different. Um, the like is more interesting because the like is a lot more story-based. It's a lot more about what's happening now. Um, it's a lot more about uh, the storytelling, like the origins. Um, the like is a lot more like bringing people behind the scenes as you're developing something new or keeping them updated or sharing something that's happening within the company or with, or, or within the customers. And so that, that box, um, uh, is, is more important. And I think that's the one where leadership has to get involved because if you expect to hire an agency of any type and then get them to do that for you, uh, it's going to be hard. And if you don't step in personally and show up in, in front of the camera or in your post or with letters or any reports or however, whatever your mediums, there's lots of mediums, YouTube, um, then people aren't going to know who you are. And then your competitor who's figured that out and the CEO is in front of the camera and he's talking about things. I mean, think of the iconic Steve Jobs, think of um, uh, Tesla and Elon Musk. Like when they get in the front of the crowd, like he, he pre-sold like, I don't know what the number is, like $4 billion of uh, Tesla model. Is it Model 3? I don't have a Tesla. So um, he, it's something like that. He pre-sold it with like, like a live webcast. He, like they pre-sold billions of dollars worth of cars. Now they had a problem, they're still having problems delivering how much they sold. So whether they should have sold as much, that's another question. <laughs> 
but that, that's a that's a CEO. And if you look at his history, obviously he's he's kind of like a business genius. Yeah. So so that's the second part, the story part. The third part is trust, and how you get people to trust you is um, this is a huge thing. If everybody's listening here, how you get people to trust is you talk about what values you stand for. So um, like we, one of our values is over delivery. So like, uh, so if somebody wants to save a quarter of a million dollar launch, then we're going to make our goal half a million. If they want to sell a thousand units, then we'll, we'll make an internal goal to sell 1500 units. If a customer is expecting 10 hours of content, we want to give them 15 and we want to guide them through the process. You know, so, so over delivery is one of our values. We have 10. And so how I would meet the market with that so people get to know me is I would talk about my values and I would uh, share not, not intellectually uh, about it. I would share like, hey, we, we, we were, we're wanting to reach this and this customer reached this. <laughs> or I'm so happy that this customer is just, uh, our client has just bought their, their new house and paid off their house or their mother because of the results they had. Or, so I'll just start to share stories but also I'll start to just talk about the concept of over delivery. What is over delivery? You know, what does it mean? It's not piling a bunch of stuff. It's actually getting people tangible results. Sonia, we'll be right with you. Um, so with that, I really, I want to flip the question a little bit, which is we've talked a lot about pushing marketing messages out there and we live in a world of 24 seven stuff coming our way. What, what would be your advice or your insight for us as conscious consumers about choosing what marketing messages we're going to bring into our world? You're, you're always pushing a lot out, but we also have to, to train ourselves as customers to not overconsume marketing messages. Any thoughts for us on being conscious in those messages we bring in? Um, well, first, I don't think I've ever used the word push. Um, but how you find out, like, uh, how you bring the customer in is you, you invite them in and um, you create touch points where customers are part of the conversation. Um, we, we do that a lot with surveys and questions. And so we really want to be responding to what customers want. And so it's much better to ask customers what they want or what they, how they want to improve it and then go create it. That doesn't always work because sometimes if you have an innovative product, then you'll need to, um, you know, you need to go outside the box because sometimes the customer doesn't know, but I think it's just, it's just conversations with customers. And if like, like I, I talk to probably my 10 main clients every week. And so it's just ongoing engagement with those that you work with. It doesn't need to be like super complex. And then, um, and then giving, giving customers invitations in. So the, if you want to make more money online or doing anything, then the big secret is you need to make more offers and more invitations. And so um, I have a, I have a co-mastermind uh, person who's also just one of great marketing genius, uh, Travis Sago. And his example is if you're driving on the road and you see some, uh, you know, somebody with a flat tire that's struggling and you have time, you know, and it's maybe late at night, like you could keep driving, right? Uh, you can just be fear and you'd be like, look, I don't want to help that person. Or you just pull over the side and you don't say, hey, let me help you with that. You ask, hey, would you like help with this? And so, 
So you have to keep engaging and asking customers, hey, would you like help with this? Hey, we can do this. Would you like help with this? Hey, what would you like help with? That's a little more open-ending. So it's literally just having conversations and that's part of the ongoing communication on social media, on video, in person, at events. I'm a big, although I'm a digital marketer, um, I, I, I think that you know you need to get outside your office or your room. You need to go out into the, I mean, this has been taught for time immortal, but uh, now that we're in a digital age, it's kind of gotten forgotten again, but go to events, go to go talk to people in your industry, join uh, masterminds. Um, that's where you're going to learn, you know, about your customer and about yourself and, and meet friends and have fun. <laughs> well, that's the intersection of that true consciousness. How can we leverage that power of face-to-face -face with, the partnership of online to be good stewards of our resources to, to share our message out into the world and it's such a joy to get to meet you and, and get a little bit inside that brain of yours that is launching big projects like the mindful leadership summit you've been working with Eckhart Tolle's product you talked to me earlier about Tara Brock's project so we're so grateful that you could come on the show if people want to connect your work um, best way to do it is to maybe get the magazine and listen to the podcast uh, the best way is just to go to consciousmarketer.com and there's a there's an opt-in on the front page you can get on my list I, I'm not super spammy I send about an email a week at max um, and then occasionally I'll say, Hey, does anybody want help with this? And then if you do, then great. Uh, I don't make offers very often, mainly just because we're at capacity. Um, but I'd love to widen my, uh, network. And if you're feeling called to be in connection with me, then I'm happy to be in connection with you. <laughs> great. Well, thank you so much. We'll include those links in the show notes. If there's any, any last minute things you want to add there, Richard? Nope, just thanks for the work you're doing, Holly. Um, I'm glad your show's taken off and you're doing good work in the world. Thank you so much for being, having me on the show. You're so welcome. Have a great day. Thank you for joining us for today's show. For more mindfulness every day, visit everydaymindfulnessshow.com and download the three-day challenge and experience the ABCs of mindfulness. Mm -hmm.